0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Wednesday uh Happy Wednesday and welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast, Mr. <laughs> M Celebrity News. Um now I know that we have a lot of you know Uh, regulars in here and hey do you play and it might be your first time if you're wondering who I am I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis I'm the host of the show and owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC a business formation firm what that means is I help you know amazing people like yourself uh, get your business um, business paperwork in order so things like getting your EIN number registering your business with the state number contracts hiring employees properly basic brand understanding how to separate your finances um, how I am qualified or why I am qualified to help you do all of those things. I am a life specialization in business formation and I've been licensed for 14 years. I've had multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most importantly, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education, hey, say 39, as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, business school, the law school, but a lot of you have a amazing business ideas and if you're going to be successful in business that's just something you just there's just things that you need to know okay no way around it uh, so that is why i am here if you would like to uh work with me to get your make your business dream a business reality you to go to linktree forward slash npl consulting firm because there you're going to be able Thank you. <laughs> there, you're going to be able to do um, a few things. Um, for those of you who need a crash course in entrepreneurship, you're going to want to pick up my business startup basics video training. It is four videos and three ebooks, giving you all of the steps that you need to be a legit business, and giving you those um, those directions as to where do you find this information, how do you get it set up. What are, what are the parameters for that? Like all of the things that, um, so I remember when I first started and, you know, I would go to people who, you know, had businesses, but didn't have anything in order. And I'd be looking at them like, okay, where's your EIN number in the headlights? Are you registered with the state in the headlights? Do you have a business license in the headlights? This video training is going to give you kind of that, uh, checklist with the meat attached to it so that you're like, okay, I know I need to do this and here's where I need to go get it. All right. So go pick up business startup basics as well. You're going to be able to pick up the biz launch cheat sheet. It's not as extensive as Business Startup Basics, but it is a free PDF that will give you kind of a, a quick and dirty um, list of, okay, here's how you get your business set up in seven days or less. It's helped a lot of people, so you can go pick that up too completely free. Um, thank you for the, for, for the lovely compliments. Uh, and you will also be able, if you are a first-time client, to set up a free 15-minute consultation, okay, um, First-time clients always get free 15-minute consultations. And if you're not a first-time client, you can always take advantage of Talk to Me Tuesday where you get 25 minutes for $25, or you can book a full uh, one-hour coaching session for $247, all right? Enough about me and my business, let's talk about the show. Now we got plenty of people who have been here several times before. Y'all know what the deal is, but we want to make sure that any new people who might be watching, they understand what is happening. So here's what happens. I pull stories from the news, stories that you guys send me, stories that I see on, you know, blog sites, things like that. And I pull ones that I feel like have lessons that we can learn as business owners and that also that we can relate to, all right? Because business concepts, they can be a little bit boring they can be a little bit you know un- unrealistic when you think about it in abstract terms so it's really beneficial when you can see how the business and the law interact in real life right so we find stories like that and we talk about them it's a discussion I want to hear from you guys I love when you ask questions I love when you give your commentary I will ask your input on things Um, And also, like I said earlier, we don't have a lot of stories tonight, so if we finish early, which we probably will, we are just going to transition into Q&A, all right? So I want you to get all your business formation questions ready, Um, all your, is it raining? Oh, sorry guys, it sounded like thunder outside. Um, Get all your questions together, you know, and get ready to pick my brain, all right? So let's get started. Let me make sure, you know, am I ready? Are we all ready? Everybody just, you know, stretch a little bit, get yourself comfortable, get ready. All right, all right, all right. So the first story that we are talking about, and this is the biggest story, Nike versus Puma. All right, let me see. Let's take a little vote. If you are team Nike, give me an N. If you are team Puma, give me a P. If you prefer Nike, give me an N. If you prefer Puma, give me a P. Now, that doesn't mean that's the only brand that you ever wear. It just means that, you know, given the choice, which one would you pick? So, which one would you pick, Nike or Puma? I personally would pick Nike because, thank you, AP Jackson. AP Jackson said um, she picked N. She'd pick Nike. I would, too, just because I like to work out a lot. Cynthia 39 would pick Nike. Zephyrina would pick Nike. Yeah, I would pick Nike, too not because, not just because they're nice sneakers, but also because they're athletic sneakers. I like to work out a lot. And I also need shoes that are kind of specially um, designed for working out because I got low arches. And I need a lot of art support and Nike can give you that art support, right? Um, uh, and we know that Nike has always been at the cutting edge of shoe technology. So how many of you guys have heard of Nike's smart shoes? If you have heard of Nike's smart shoes, give me a raised hand emoji. If you have not heard of Nike's smart shoes, just give me a no in the comments. Okay. If you have heard or seen Nike's smart shoes, give me a hands raised emoji. If you have not heard of Nike's smart shoes, just give me a no in the comments. Okay. And while you do that, I'm going to catch you guys up a little bit. All right. So you have not heard of Nike Smart, Smart Shoes since year thirty nine. It's okay. Um, this is actually kind of going back to a story that um, I talked about several, several, several months ago. Um, that Nike was trademarking the word footwear, as in like F O O T W A R E, like software but with foot in front of it. Um, we talked about this a long time ago, and it was just I was just kind of like letting you guys know. Oh, MJ Jackson says she loves them both. It's a hard choice. Okay. Um, But yes, so we talked about this a few months ago or several months ago that Nike was trademarking the word footwear, F-O-O-T-W-A-R-E, right? Um, And it was because Nike was coming out with a series of smart shoes. Apparently, Nike has a shoe that is self-lacing. How many of y'all would like a self-lacing pair of sneakers? Uh, they also have a pair of shoes that you can tighten or loosen from an app on your phone. Um, now, I don't know why someone would need these, but they sound pretty cool. Are these products that, High Violet Owl Creations, are these products that you guys would be interested in self-lacing shoes or shoes that you can loosen and tighten from an app on your phone? How many of you guys would be interested in that? Just give me a simple yes or no in the comments. Um, cause I mean, I know that if I went to the store and I saw them, I'd be like, oh, that's really cool. But I don't know that I would trust a shoe to lace itself. And well, yeah, you know, it's like, I have the way that I like to lace my shoes. Um, Zephyrina said, oh, Zephyrina's son has heard of the self-lacing shoes you, this, we need to ask the children. The children know what is on the horizon. I'm old. I don't know what's hot, what's hip, hot, and fresh, okay? A.P. <laughs> Jackson said, yes, in my older age. A.P. Jackson wants a pair of of self-lacing shoes. Your son said, yes, all right. Um, oh, you know what? That is a good, that is a good, um, um, excuse me. That is a good uh I forget, I forget the term for it, but MJ Jackson said, you know, those might be shoes that are good for someone who is, you know, physically challenged or physically disabled, a pair of selfly I do know people who, you know, have impaired limbs. A pair of self-lacing sneakers, that could be a game changer for someone who, you know, maybe wants to be athletic. Oh, your son's 13. He know what's hip, okay? Your son is the demographic that all of these businesses are looking for because they know he's going to say, mom, I want this. (laughs) Hi, Rick t seven seven three seven. Yeah. So MJ Jackson, that is, that is a really good insight. You know, those would be really, those would be awesome shoes for people who are physically impaired, self-lacing shoes or shoes that you can tighten or loosen from your phone. Okay. All right. I thought it was just kind of for, you know, style or just to be cool. But now that MJ Jackson has said that, I think that that is an amazing, uh, you know, use for these shoes. Um, so, in that vein of Nike unveiling these self-lacing shoes, these tightening, these shoes that you can tighten from your phone, they have tri- tri- um, filed a trademark for the word footwear, f o o t w a r e, and they filed it in the category for sneaker-specific hardware and software products and services. Okay, now there have not been any commercials. Using Zephyr, um, you agree? Yeah. There have not been any commercials using footwear yet, right? And that's okay because when Nike filed this application for footwear, they filed it as intent to use, and what, what to use, and what that means is yes, you do have to think Universal and Jay Jackson. What that means is um, when you file a trademark application and it's intent to use, what you're telling the trademark office is, hey. I'm not making money from this yet, right? But I'm about to, so that's why I'm filing this so I can protect the name now. So it's not on the market yet, but it's going to be on the market, so I'm protecting it. That's what it means when you file an intent-to-use application, all right? So Nike filed their intent-to-use trademark application for the word footwear. And when they first filed it, they got a little bit of pushback From the USPTO because the USPTO wanted to know is the term footwear, F O O T W A R E, is that a term of art in like within the sneaker industry? Meaning, is the term footwear, F O O T W A R E, is that a common term? in the footwear industry particularly in the athletic shoe industry so i don't know if we have any sneaker heads here zephyrina maybe you could ask your son but is footwear, F-O-O-T-W-A-R-E, is that a term that is common amongst the athletic shoe community? Because that was the USPTO's problem with Nike. They were like, hey, Nike, this term, this word footwear that you're trying to trademark, is this a word that you guys made up or is this a term that is common in your industry? Because if it's common in your industry, you're not going to be able to trademark it, right? So... Nike writes back. They're like, hey, USPTO, um, you know, no, this is not a term of art in the industry. Nobody else uses this term footwear. So can you please put our application through? So remember, when you file your trademark application, it's kind of a back and forth between you and the USPTO. You say, hey, USPTO, can you please trademark this? USPTO, they're either going to say, you know, yes, let me just put this up for opposition to see if anybody opposes, or if they think something might be wrong with it, they're going to say, hey, we kind of have a question about this, um, so can you please answer our questions before we move on with your application? Zephyrina said, my son said it's common. Oh, your son said it's common. Ooh, well, Nike might have a fight on their hands, because... After they told the USPTO that the term footwear, W-A-R-E, is not common, um, um, you know the USPTO, they put the application up for opposition, meaning they put it out there and they said, hey, does anybody have a problem with Nike trademarking the word footwear? And Puma popped up. And said, absolutely not, Nike should not be able to trademark the word footwear because it is a term of art within the athletic shoe industry. It is not uncommon. It is a very common word. That is what the, what Puma is telling the USPTO. Um, as a matter of fact, Puma has their own, you know, I guess, tech, techie shoe that's coming out called the Puma RS Computer Shoe. Okay, So, you know, if you guys are into tech and stuff like that, you might want to look into these Nike and Puma shoes that are coming out. Uh, Now, this is an interesting pushback from Puma because... Puma and Nike actually just settled a patent infringement case where Puma was at fault. um, Nike said that Puma was, you know, ripping off Nike's designs, and they sued Puma for that. Um, And they basically, instead of going through the whole trial, Puma decided to settle with Nike. But now Puma is coming after Nike's footwear trademark application, okay? So my question to you guys is... All right, since we've, got, we've gotten, you know, an expert from, um, in, in the form of Zephyrina's 13-year-old son who's way into sneakers, that footwear is common within the athletic shoe industry, right? Um, so what do we think is going to happen with Nike's application now that, um, ooh, girl, I don't even want to think about the price. Zephyrina said, gosh, can you imagine the price? I'm not even going to think about that. But now that, um, Nike is getting this pushback from Puma, and Puma is like, uh, no, 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 girl, footwear is not Nike's creation. It's actually very well known in the athletic, in the athletic, um, shoe industry. What do you think is going to happen with Nike's trademark? Now, remember, Nike has not used this term in public yet. It's not an advertisement. It's not on shoes. So, what do you think is going to happen with Nike's trademark application? For the word footwear. What do you think is going to happen? Um, I'll tell you what I think. I don't think Nike is going to take this line down. Mem um, J. Jackson said, did all shoe brands get notified? No, I don't think they get notified. I just think that b- b- shoe brands, especially shoe brands that are as large as Nike and Puma, they have dedicated legal teams that are out here making sure that people, you know, checking on their competitors. What is my competitor doing? Um, you know, what's their next step? Because you want to stay ahead of the game, right? So the so Puma was, you know, they probably had their lawyers. Their lawyer was like, oh, shoot, Nike just filed a trademark for footwear? Hold up. I don't like this. Um, so it's not that the USPTO... Um, notify the other shoe, uh the other shoe companies it's just that when the USPTO they they will put a trademark application up for opposition so it's kind of like um think about if you go if you are doing a PhD you have to defend your thesis right you have to you have to write this big long paper and then you have to go before this panel of experts And defend your paper. This is the kind of the same thing with the USPTO. You file your application, and then the USPTO puts the application out there in the world for a panel of whoever else in your industry to judge whether this trademark application is okay or not. The meaning: Can this? Will anybody say? You know, or or think of it like a wedding? When somebody says "Speak now, or forever hold your peace." The USPTO put the application out there and said, "Speak now, or forever hold your peace." Do you have a problem with these people? trademarking this term, okay? Yes. All right. So, I'm glad that I explained that for you, MJ Jackson. So, Nike, you know, they're getting this pushback from Puma. What do you think, what do we think is going to happen between Nike and Puma? Do we think that Nike is going to get this trademark for footwear? Or do we think that, you know, they might have to change things? They haven't used it yet. They've only filed an intent to use application. There are no, currently no products out here with the label footwear on them. So what do we think is going to happen bet- uh, with Nike and this footwear trademark application? Oh, wow, that case took a long time. What do we think, guys? I know that took a long time, but, um, you know, I wanted to make sure that we all understood everything. Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, Nike is probably going to have to drop this trademark application, especially if, you know, just asking, you know, a sampling of people here, granted it's one person, but, um, I'm sure that if we found people who were high open arms cleaning, I'm sure if we found people who were, you know, quote unquote, sneaker heads or were into, you know, athletic sneakers, Um, they, they would be able to give us a better assessment of what is going on in the athletic shoe community. But if it is true that this is not, that this is a term of art and that it is common amongst the athletic shoe community, my guess is that, um, Nike's application is going to be denied and they're not going to be able to trademark footwear, W-A-R-E. Um, but I would love to know you guys' opinions before we move on to our last little tidbit. Okay. Okay that case actually took, um, a lot of time. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. I'll let y'all get your answers in and then we're going to move on to this next one cause it's pretty quick. Um, okay. So if you have watched this show with any regularity, you know that, um, when someone gets sued for trademark infringement, um, usually there, people usually try to prove, um, that they did it willfully so that they can get something called treble damages. So if someone, you know, sues you for trademark infringement and they can show that you, you know, were totally doing this on purpose, you knew that you were infringing on their trademark, they asked you to stop and you kept doing it and they were just, you know, um, sticking their tongue out in your face, um... Hold on one second. Zephyrina has a comment about the footwear story. Zephyrina said, I could see it being a problem in the future for other companies trying to sell their footwear. It would be a problem if, if Nike gets this trademark pass. However, if Nike does not get this trademark pass, and this is a term of art within the athletic shoe community, like your expert son has told us, um, you know, no one will be able to sell a shoe called footwear, but you know, we never, there might be a category of shoes that is coming out that is just going to be called footwear. And you can find that with any, with any shoe manufacturer, you know, foot footwear, W-A-R-E might become its own category. Just like with athletic shoes, you have CrossFit, running, football, footwear. You might have, you might have that. You never know, right? Okay. So going back to our next story. Like I said like I was saying when you um <clears throat> yes hi Nessie time when you file a trademark right a, a trademark infringement suit a lot of times the the party that is suing they want something that is called treble damages. If you can show that um, somebody infringed on your trademark and they did it on purpose and you tried to tell them to stop and they still kept doing it and they were just being a jerk and they were like, you know, flipping you the bird when you asked them to stop, you can ask the court for three times the amount of damages that the person caused you. So let's say that you could show that because this person infringed on your trademark, you lost a million dollars. If in the past, if you were able to show that they did it on purpose and you know you asked them to stop and they did it, you would be eligible to get three million dollars as treble damages on top of the one million, right? But, um, P, uh, let me see, those who are defending their trademarks in the future, they don't have to have this extra layer to get treble damages anymore. The Supreme Court has just ruled. That there does not need to be any willfulness in order to, um, you know, disgorge an offending party of their of their profits. Now, that sounds like a lot of fancy words. What that means is, in simple terms, is if you are suing from someone for, for trademark infringement going forward, you don't have to show that they were doing it on purpose in order for you to get their Profits. So if they made a million dollars selling your stuff, you know, selling stuff using your trademark, you can still get those profits. It doesn't matter if they, you know, if they knew they were infringing or not, if they knew it was on purpose or not. The Supreme Court has said ignorance of the law is not a defense. If you infringe on someone's trademark, we are going to take your money. Okay, now what does this mean? This means that this is probably going to lead to a lot more settlements when it comes to trademark infringement because now you don't have um, the person who's suing for trademark infringement. They no longer have to prove that this other party did it on purpose. All they have to prove is that you did it right. So Um, Going forward, you're probably going to see a lot more settlements when it comes to trademark infringement just because this extra layer of having to prove that a person infringed willfully is no longer necessary and you can still take their profits as long as you can show that they did it, period. So what do you think about that? Do you think that that was a good move by the Supreme Court or do you think it was a bad move? What do you think about that decision by the Supreme Court? Hi, lifestyle of Lola. So what do you think? Do you think that you should still have to prove that the person infringed on purpose for you to get their profits? Or is it bad enough that they infringed on your trademark? So just imagine you've been working on your brand for five years. Let's say you make body butters and then somebody pops up in the fifth year and they start selling body butters and they're using your, you know, logo or name. And let's just say they didn't know that you existed, but they're still selling and they're making money and you sue them for trademark infringement before you would have to prove that that person making body butters knew that you existed. You tried to get them to stop and they didn't stop. Now the Supreme Court is saying, well, you don't have to do all that extra. Just show us the person who is making the fake body butters and we got you. So do you think that was a smart move, a smart decision by the Supreme Court? Or do you think that they should have, that they should keep that added layer of willfulness, meaning that you did, you did the infringement on purpose? What do you guys think? <coughs> Excuse me. Um you know, this is so funny. We do these stories and sometimes I think the show is going to be so short and we only had two stories tonight and we are five minutes away from our end time. So don't, don't judge a story by its length. But what do you guys think about that? Do you think the Supreme Court got it right? I am a little on the fence about this decision because, uh, I just feel like in the time that we live in, there are so there are much fewer there are much fewer barriers to entry to business, right? And you don't want to scare someone away from business because they're afraid of being sued. However, I also think it's going to make people more uh, you know, more careful about, you know, the brand names that they use. Um, MJ Jackson said, that's why everyone in the business needs to own their name. First come, first serve. (laughs) Very good statement, MJ Jackson. That's right. That's why it's important for you to do your due diligence when you are starting a business if you're using a name. Guys, do the search, go to the USPTO, check the test database, um, and see if, if terms are trademarked, go to your state website where your business is based because there are regional trademarks and state trademarks. Make sure the business name is not already taken. Do a Google search. Okay you have because now it don't even matter if you did it on purpose if you did it you done they're gonna take your money nessie Time said if a person has a trademark and they showed the person they have the trademark then they should respectfully stop if they don't then oh well well nessie time that's the whole thing the supreme court has said that it doesn't even matter if the person knew that they were infringing on your trademark it's just enough that they did it period and we still gonna take your money hi javonia um, and that's what I was asking. Do you think that that was a good decision by the Supreme court? Hello, Kenny designs. Um, <clears throat> cause the Supreme court said it doesn't matter if the person didn't know you existed. The fact that they infringed on your mark, if you can show that they infringed on your mark is enough. It doesn't have to be that they knew it was your mark. It doesn't have to be that they were doing it on purpose. It doesn't have to be that you asked them to stop and they didn't. All you have to show is that they did it. Okay. So what do you guys think about that? MJ Jackson said, that's why everybody in the business needs to own their name. MJ Jackson is saying, dot your I's, cross your T's, and be on your P's and Q's from the beginning. And you won't have these problems. And I agree with MJ. Hi, M-Dollin, M-Dollin1, hello. Um, but yeah, MJ, you and me, we right here, girl, okay? All right, so... Those were the stories that I had for you tonight. I honestly thought that the show was going to be much shorter than this, but our Nike versus Puma story, Nessie Time said she agrees. Um, Our Nike versus Puma story took up so much time, Um, but it was a great discussion. Thank you guys so much. I did not realize that there was so much in the sneakers. Zephyrina's son was in here giving us some expert testimony. Thank you, sir. Um, but yeah, so those were the stories that I have for, for you tonight. We will be back tomorrow, th- um, Thursday, 8 p.m. as per usual. If you find any stories, please send them to me, you guys. I love when you guys send me stories because I can't catch everything. Make sure that you pick up Business Startup Basics for those of you who are, you know, trying to use your, your Rona time productively and you're trying to turn that business idea and that business dream into a business reality, Get Business Startup Basics is going to give you a crash course in entrepreneurship so you can hit the ground running and make sure your business is set up properly, okay? Hi, DJ99 Elohim. Also, make sure that you go to Linktree. Um, you can get that at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. And while you're there, make sure that you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Your girl want her YouTube money, so please subscribe to my YouTube channel. <laughs> and as well, you can subscribe to the podcast because you can't always watch the video, but you can always listen to the podcast, All right. So that is what I am going to leave you with. Uh, I want to say good night to all of you. Take care of yourselves. Be good to yourselves. Uh, and we will be back here tomorrow. Bye bye. Ah. <laughs>